Hi, it's Ashley and Kimber and welcome to our podcast, Failing Forward Lessons Learned from Two Dumb Girls. And you are here for our third episode. Oh my goodness. So if you made it through the first two, welcome back. Yes. I, actually, I apologize. <laughs> you get a gold star for sure. <laughs> Only we don't have actual gold, so don't. So good job. Good job, We're you. proud. <laughs> yes. So Kimber, how was your week this week? Um, Listen, it was a big week. I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but um, like last year, there was supposed to be a really important cinematic masterpiece mm. that was to come out, but the world was rude and had a global pandemic. Um, Super rude. It was rude. It like actually, no, I take that back. World, thank you for the pandemic. The introvert in me salutes you. That was wonderful. I loved it. I can go back to that. Social distancing is for me, but... With that in mind, the world was deprived of the Black Widow, hmm. and that was not okay. But just in case, oh. I know this is blasphemous to you, but just okay. in case Girl. people don't know what you're saying when you say Black Widow, oh, okay. we're talking about Marvel Avengers, that Black Widow, not the actual spider. Yeah, itself. I'm actually not here for spiders, no. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm just saying there might be a listener or two. Yes. No, that's Heaven fair. forbid. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I actually have a really scary spider story that happened this week, too. You just reminded me of it. So we're going to go off to that for a minute. So I was playing croquet with my family. Oh, yes. I went outside. And I'm like, la, la, chitty chat. And Isabel, my daughter, all of a sudden is like, mom, there's a spider on your boob. And there was. Okay, you're all welcome. And I was like, why didn't you get it off me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, there are rules. And if there's a spider on somebody, I don't care where it is, actually. You, like, handle it. Handle it. Because I'm like, where? And then I like almost hurt myself. And I'm holding a croquet mallet. So things were not good. It was dicey. Spider got removed from my chest. <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah. So you're right. I do need to clarify. Circling back. I do need to clarify. It was a movie. Um, so listen, don't worry about it. This is normal and healthy. But I went and saw it last night. It was... It, it was a spiritual experience. I feel really good about my life right now. I mean, it's been on our work calendar for months now. Yeah. And what does that work calendar say? Don't ask me to do anything because I'm not going to do it. I think it says it's Black Widow week, y'all. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm like, don't ask me to do anything because I'm going to Black Widow. No, but I went to it and then I have tickets. I went with my geek girlfriend. We went last night because we've been talking about it for two years. It was a big deal. And then... I haven't got my tickets for today yet because I'm not sure what time I'm going today. I know. Well, that's because somebody who's sitting here was supposed to let me know what time we were going. And she's like, no, grown up. And then I have tickets with friends tomorrow. And I have tickets with me and all my children and my husband um, on the Lord's Day because that felt like a good day to go again. And I might get tickets for Monday. And we're all going to be cool. We're going to be real cool about the fact that not everybody goes to therapy. Some people go to Marvel movies. Yes, five but, days in a row. Yeah, but I also go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, we, she does both. <laughs> I do both. Actually, I think that's a good idea. Um, well, I feel like yeah. my week wasn't as exciting as yours. I mean, the it really... could the, have been. <laughs> the biggest highlight of my week was, I mean, it was 4th of July weekend. Mm, yes. So... All the day. Yeah. So I did all the barbecuing, all the fireworks. Yes, you did. There might have been a whole fireworks war. There was silos. There was climbing. There was... 
fireworks shot at me. I was deemed a casualty of war. We're not going to talk about where this happened because I'm pretty sure you have described some misdemeanors. Top secret. Yeah. Um, I, I recall some running in there. Oh, we did. We, you and I did a 5K, the yeah. Firecracker 5K on yeah. Saturday. How did you not remember that? That was the best part. Yeah, that was right. good. We it t- was. We did really good. Yeah. It was I like, mean, we didn't win or anything. I mean, that was like the first question you're my always, kids. You're always a winner in your heart. Your kids ask you that? Yeah. My kids are like, did you win? I was like, well, that's cute. No. In my, in my soul, I won. I was like, no, no, no. I don't run to win. I mean, you know. I run to torture myself. It was good. We did. I like, I screenshotted our time. It was so good. It was like 33 minutes, which actually is pretty good because we were chit-chatting the whole time. Yeah. Like, like it really was pretty solid because we were not working. I mean, we were working hard enough, but. Yeah. It was, I was happy with that time because I, we weren't making an effort. Yeah. It's the only way to do that is you've just got to chitty chat so you just yeah. focus on that your body isn't actually doing cardio i don't understand why you don't like running as no i do like it i do like it it's really fun. and in fact we've done races the last two weekends together yes and delightful I, yeah i forgot how much i missed doing races because we haven't been able to do that because once again COVID. pandemic i know so anyways, so that was our week. It was a good week. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. Welcome to episode three. Yes. Today we're going to talk about um, failing forward when it comes to work and home life balance, mm-hmm. which I feel like we fail fabulously at this. Oh, yeah. We're so bad at this. <laughs> we are the worst at this. This is something we are the worst at. Um, because in, if you haven't listened to our previous like get to know you, mm-hmm. um, Kimber and I are co-founders of a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means, you know, the buck stops with us. Yes. So we get all the phone calls and all the emails and all the texts and, um, or, or we just hear about them <laughs> and somebody's mad at you. Uh, okay. I mean, someone thought we could run this joint. It's, I guess that was us. It was, it was literally it. us, <laughs> which is, a, is hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah. So you know, running a nonprofit together, but also, you know, having little humans are responsible for mm-hmm. Kimber's also married. Um, so it's just an interesting um, concept of work home life balance, right? Yeah. yeah. So Kimber, on a scale of one to 10, one being you're super horrible mm-hmm. at having work home life balance mm-hmm. and 10 is you are like expert level, like you so have this down. Good. Where do you rank on on this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, listen. I think this is all about perspective, because if you say to me, "How do I do a work life balance?" I mean, listen. Have I worked while at home doing four other things? Yeah. Was I good at them? I think so. <laughs> what does everybody else think? I don't know, but I do know that my youngest child came in to talk to me the other day and said, Alexa, I mean, mom, oh, <laughs> like, no. is the robot raising you? <laughs> is the echo your mom? Please. Yes. I was like, <gasps> okay. So I actually think that's the answer. My child thinks that the echo is his mother. <laughs> so, but where would you, where would you rank that numerically, Kimber? I feel like we are at maybe a two. <laughs> Because I want to be nice to myself because I don't want to cry. <laughs> Maybe too. I'm not good at it. I'm not I'm not good at it at all. And I've passed that along to my children. So that's great. A whole new generation of people who don't know 
have a balance. So besides your youngest child being raised by robots, fine. <laughs> what would you say is your biggest failure when it comes to work home life balance? Um, this is this is like I gotta be honest. This is tricky because this is a super hot topic in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, like when before before I became a working outside the home mom, I worked in the home, and you know Sammy worked outside the home, and that was rough because his job took a lot from him, and he had no throttle. So I feel like we had a lot of very we had a lot of conversations in those early years of our marriage with itty bitty kids with him working outside the home and me working in the home and trying to figure out where to be honest, there's a big part of me that I probably should have learned some of the lessons because I was sure preaching them to my husband. Um, But then, you know, Oh, how the turntables, then it's me (laughs) and bless my husband. He's gotten better at this, but he will be like, remember that time you lectured me for like three and a half hours about this thing. And now you're doing it too. And I was like, yep, whoops. So um, my biggest failure is I, I didn't learn the first time I like it. It's a huge failure because I watched, I watched another person cause, cause I want to point out work-life balance. We always focus on women. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's fair for a lot of reasons, but looking at somebody who, and I apologize because if somebody is non-binary, I don't want to be exclusionary, but I'm just speaking to my marriage and my spouse and myself because that's the context I have. So just please know that you can put a he, she, they on any of this. But for me with my spouse, um, work-life balance should have mattered more there too, instead of it's totally acceptable for this guy to be working all hours all the time and not really know his family or have much of a, like, like he's a guest in his own home situation. Mm -hmm. And then we had to struggle really hard for like a decade trying to find that balance. Um, and I didn't learn that and understand that it, the pendulum needs to swing both ways. So I think that's a really big failure. And also in that failure understanding, um, part of work-life balance is you'll figure it out. But if you actually achieve balance, you're only going to achieve it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then you're back to unbalanced again. Yeah. Like, and you have to accept that that is the balance. The balance is the unbalanced and you're just trying not to fall. Like, enjoy those moments that you do f- yes. find a little moment yeah. of balance. You have to enjoy those moments. And and yes, but also know it's fleeting. Yeah. Like, like recognize, I love this moment. This is so great. I know I don't get to stay here, mm-hmm. but it's such a wonderful break Yeah, because it will not last. It cannot last. So that's my biggest, I, I would say that's the big failure is just not having a realistic expectation for me or my partner in that. And I have to say now I have a daughter who works and her work-life balance is garbage. If she's listening, I love you, but you're not wonder, good at it. Wonder where she learned that. It's so weird. It's so I don't weird. understand at all why she has got such a great work ethic. <laughs> it drives me crazy. No, but it's, I mean, she's working two jobs right now. So mm-hmm. weird. Um, but you, we build unrealistic expectations on work. And then we're shocked when our life balance part is a disaster. And it's like, it, yeah. So it's true it, that I would say that's the failure, unreasonable expectations of the people around me and of myself. And that's just plain unfair. So yes, there you go. There you go. So with all that in mind, something that I think you have to think about in that failure is a little concept that I actually saw on Facebook years ago. 
But because I knew we were going to talk about this today, I went back and looked it up again because it has weighed on me ever since. It's called the mental load. So some people will call the mental load an emotional load. They are not the same. They are different. We're only talking about the mental load, which is also called the cognitive load and or cognitive labor. And what it kind of refers to is your invisible tasks that are involved with just living life. So when we talk about work-life balance, you have your work-life balance, which is balancing job and life, you know, and we always like to preach that gospel of when you go home, you're home, when you're at work, you're at work. But that is simply not 100% true, especially if in a family partnership, again, I'm speaking to what I, the reality I live in. And I understand that that isn't what everybody lives with, but for mine, um, the other part you have when you have another partner that technically you're sharing that responsibility, but who's carrying the cognitive load, which is like all the mental things going in your head. So for me in our relationship, one of us, um, respects the sanctity of a calendar. Mm -hmm. Another one of us, I'm not sure can spell calendar. <laughs> that's okay. Most certainly has never used that app on their phone. Yes. And that's fine. Um, but when you think about that, so that, that lends to me. So I'm the scheduler. I'm in charge of that. So my brain always has to have that running. That's like a, if you're thinking of yourself as a computer and all your tabs open, I always have a tab open going, okay, there's a dental appointment coming up in two days. Who's going to get such and such to the dental appointment. Okay. Got to do a prescription refill. All right. Has the house payment gone through, you know, all those things that so many logistics. Yes. And, the, and so many, cause you have five tiny humans. Yeah. And that's a lot of tabs open up in your brain and the big cube, the other big human. Oh, and the one, <laughs> the other one, the other big human. <laughs> that one's fine too. Yes. And then the fur children and the two puppies and yes. And the grand cat. Cause <laughs> it's not my cat. It's my daughter's cat. <laughs> Gotta make sure he lives. He wants us to know that. And if, and no, there's not called a flock. An unkindness of ravens. Our house has that's what you, a flock. It's a, called an unkindness. An unkindness. A murder of crows. Unkindness of ravens. I looked that up at about one in the morning <laughs> because my husband was like, "There's ravens in our house again. There's a whole bunch of ravens. That's a whole other conversation." <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. I'm really concerned about it, <laughs> but I'm in charge of the Ravens now too. I think I actually think I'm their mom now. Oh, okay. I don't know. What did sure. you do? Feed them? Maybe. Oh my god. Don't gosh. worry about it. Either way, there's a lot of them, and I'm kind of scared of them, but I also like them a little bit. They're smart. I think I almost ran one over when I left your house the other day. There's a dead one in the road, so it wasn't almost. Oh. You <laughs> murdered a raven. Oh no. And you shouldn't do that because I think it's crows that are a murder. But you, uh -oh. you killed her. That's why they're here. They're mad. Because oh, I killed one of them. Great. I'm sorry. They're going to kill Look me. Look at me adding to your cognitive load. You just load. added to my cognitive <laughs> load. Great. Anyhow, circling. Look, we're going to, okay, we're going to deal with that later because now I'm a little afraid. But either way, when you think of that mental load um, and you talk about work-life balance, that's a whole other piece. I don't know how you get balanced mm -hmm. because we've tried that in my house where I've said, okay, everybody here is in charge of their own calendar. Everybody here solve your problem. It is not my circus, not my monkeys. Um, but what inevitably happens is whoever circus it is, their monkeys escape every time mm -hmm. and they end up with me. Yes. So then I'm like, you're the ringleader. Yes. It's always me. So I've, I've learned to accept that um, part of the, un, the work life unbalance is 
sometimes somebody has to carry a bit heavier part of that particular load. Somebody has to be the organized one, which I would even, if we throw it, I know we don't talk much about work here, but if we talk about work, I think that's a fun thing we know about um, here too, is I am, I am also kind of the, cal- I, I, have a, I have a thing about the calendar mm-hmm. here too. And we have that thing here at the office where we call it secret deadlines. Yes. We all know. Kimber tries to give us secret deadlines before the actual deadline. But the problem is, is now we know she does secret deadlines. So we always ignore the first deadline because we know it's a secret one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is actually. <laughs> it's backfired. Really. It worked really well at first. Oh, yeah. For the first year and a half, everybody was in a panic and stuff was done. I was like, sweet. Everything is done ahead of schedule. But now everybody's like, there's at least two more deadlines coming. <laughs> Because she has secret deadlines. And it's, yeah, it has failed me. The secret deadlines have failed me. So I have to come up with a new way to get everybody to do stuff on time. But either way, um, the thing about the thing about that, if you're that person, mm-hmm. um, whether at home or at work or, or both or both, because I, I do want to point out, I think typically if you're it in one arena, you're probably it in all arenas. Sure. Um, but that adds to the cognitive load because you know what lands on you. You know that's you, your spot, your responsibility. So when I'm at home, what am I worrying about? What's the deadline for that grant? Did we get that turned in? Have we got those stats figured out? What time are we all getting in for this? Like, so I literally every morning I get up, I check the calendar for my personal life to go, what do I need to worry about today? And before I go to bed, I have to look at the calendar. What do I need to worry about at work tomorrow? And I, I can't, I can't do either thing. Like I can't move to the next thing until I've checked the other thing. So it's a funny, I it's a funny thing that I think makes you, it makes you good at multitasking, but it doesn't make you very good at balancing because my head is always in both places. So what would happen if you didn't do that one morning? What would, what would happen, Kimber? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, like my brain tells me we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, so dramatic. Yes. Death. Yes. Imminent death is yes. what happens. Things are on fire. There are appendages in the pets, wrong location. Heads are falling all off. All of the pets' heads are falling off. Yeah. People have died because I haven't looked at a calendar. <laughs> so it, it's, um, and this is where we circle back to, which I, you know, we've brought up already. I have a lot of anxiety. And it's very high functioning, which mm-hmm. is my gift and my curse because I I don't I don't think I would I think this is just a failure I'm going to have. I don't think I can shift off of that. Mm. I just have to do I just have to check the thing. It's better. It used to be I have to do go through it all and step on it and multiple times a day I have to step it out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more to check it in the morning, check it before bed. The world will survive if you don't look for like a couple hours at it. So I love that. So turning something that was kind of taking over your life, mm-hmm. which we could say is a failure, right? Cause it's, yes, your mind was always thinking about what's next, what's going on here, what's going on there, but you just, you've taken it to morning and night. Yes. Love that. Manage it, put it in a spot. Well, and then the other part of that is, um, and I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but we don't, we aren't doing our the people around us a favor when we have the unreasonable expectation that we won't have to do things like that. Like my kids once in a while will be like like well my child 
his mom's Alexa now, so that's good. Um, I, you know, my kids don't do this much, but once in a while they'll be like a. Remember when you were like a mom who always hung out with us, and now you work? Mm. Your mom was like, "Cool, that was cool of you. <laughs> I like that." But, but I think it's also fair to help your family understand sometimes. And I, and I want to say this: whether you work, whether you have a hobby, whether you have volunteer work that is important. I don't care what it is. I don't think it's fair for people to also want to unbalance you because they want more of you. So, you know, my kids will do that. And I'll be like, yeah, I do remember. And was that a great time in my life? Yes, but I am a happier person and a better mom to you because I also work. And it fulfills a part of me that I need to be that person. Also, you weren't complaining when I bought you those Nikes you wanted. So (laughs) calm down. Well, we haven't even touched on when we talk about cognitive load. I mean, you're talking about the logistics and the calendaring and Mm -hmm. keeping everything on track, but we haven't even touched on an an emotional um, cognitive load that I think a lot of times also goes, Mm -hmm. once again, you know, whatever you identify as, but for our purposes, a lot of times falls on the woman in the home. Yes. Yeah. And now we're talking about emotional labor. Yeah. Yes. Which, which is different from the cognitive load, but it's a whole other yeah. burden. Yes. And you're right. It does typically like fall. you, you were looked at as that rock and, and maybe, and I'm just thinking this now, mm-hmm. maybe the reason you're looked at that person as the rock and as the steady is because you are the one who, who's keeping yes. all the wheels turning. Yes. Yes. You are. Yes. You're the rock. You're the soft place to land. You're the constant. You're all those things that you have to be for people around you. And, but then also you do, you tend to carry the, you're the, you're the secret keeper. Mm-hmm. You're the support system. Mm-hmm. You are the emotional support animal. Yeah. You're the counselor, um, which is good. But then let's talk about the unbalance there. How many times people who carry that load, that's what they are for people. But then where is their person? Right. You know, and, and sometimes like if you have, spouse, partner, whatever, will be like, well, I'm that for you too. Yeah, but sometimes that gets really unbalanced. And one person, and, and that's normal in a relationship, that one person's going to need a lot more and sometimes for a stretch of time. But at some point, you have to have a little bit of balance, you know? Yeah, and I think when I'm thinking about, like, my biggest failure when it comes to, you know, work-home-life balance, mm-hmm. I think for me, like, I was such a people pleaser for so many years mm-hmm. and it's really hard to please everyone in your home and please your coworkers and make sure everybody's okay all and the time. Your volunteer work. Yeah. If you have that, if you have a faith yeah. system, make everybody happy yeah, there. Your extended family, your mm-hmm. friends. Like I felt stretched so thin because I was just, I wanted to make sure everybody in my circle was good. And so it was like, how do I answer this work call, but also pay attention to my kids? And then how do I make time to go to lunch with my friend when I need to be at work, but I need to be volunteering at my kid's school? Like, I just felt like there was, like, I just felt like I I couldn't, you know? I yes. and, and then it was like, well, what about, like, there was no time for Ashley. There was no, right. like, there was, because I was trying, there was no balance for me or for me to do things that filled my cup. So I could be a better Mm -hmm. mother and friend and sister and Mm -hmm. um, partner and those types of things. And so I think for me, trying to find balance, work home life balance, like I really had to learn that 
sometimes it's okay. I mean, whenever you fill, Mm -hmm. it's okay to say no. Yes. Like, no, I can't bake cookies for that, you know, bake sale. I, 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 I can't, I can't. Yes. But I would feel so much guilt if I said no, that I would be, I would kill myself to get it done. But now it's like, I can say no. Yes. And I don't even have to qualify why I'm saying no. Right. Right. I think at first I would say no and be like, I'm just so busy. I, you know, I've got this nonprofit and these kids and you know what I'm saying? Right. But now it's like, no, I can just say no. Mm-hmm. I don't have to give a reason why. Right. Which is hard for people to do. Yes. So no, it's taken a lot of time. Yes. Yes. And and let me, let me put there. Cause I, I don't think I ever struggle. I didn't struggle as much with people pleasing because I'm a little sorry. Sorry. I started laughing. No, I respect it. <laughs> I know. We're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think we've balanced each other out. I think in the how long Yeah, you, know you each make other? me say yes sometimes. It's rude. We're all five years now? Yeah, five or six years. So many years. But I think I've learned from you how to have better boundaries and you know and I've learned from you. Maybe I don't tell people to go F themselves. <laughs> even though you're welcome. Even though yeah, you're welcome. World, she made me a better person. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. No, no, but I mean Okay, but, but talking about that, because, okay, this is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. So many people around me are people pleasers. And I'm a people pleaser, but a different type of people pleaser than you guys. So we're gonna that's a that's a counseling session for another day. But speaking to this thing, um, if somebody were talking to me about that, and I know we have talked about this before, where it's like sometimes it's hard to say no. And you learning to say no is really difficult. Um, I know when I was learning that skill, the first thing, I learned is not to say no because that was actually too difficult. It was to uh let me check my calendar and I will get back to you. Because then you can pause and actually make the decision. Is this something I want and can do? Mm-hmm. Am I going to resent myself or the other person for it? Mm-hmm. You know, like balance the whole thing. Cause sometimes it's I can't take this on, but I have to in it for XYZ. Yeah. And then you figure it out. You, whatever it is, but sometimes you have to buy time to teach yourself to have the boundary to say no. Right. And even now, sometimes I have to do that where I'm like, let me get back to you because I might want to do it, but I don't think I can do it. Right. And I have to figure out, or it's, I don't want to do it, but I don't, you just get caught off guard. Right. So I think that's another piece of the balance too, is you have to recognize it. Cause we can talk all day long, learn to say, no, don't be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 but you can't do all the things. So maybe it's also learning to accept I know that I am not capable of saying no to things right now today, but I am capable of saying, let me get back to you on that. Cause that's not a no. Yeah. That's to solve the problem. And I think that's also creating a better balance because at least you're allowing yourself time to think and go, you, you know, go through that and go, mm, can I, can't I? Um, so that that's another thought is I think that, the thing about work-life balance is we all think we're going to achieve it immediately. Mm-hmm. We never are. Yeah. Um, well, it's like personal life balance. I mean, emotional labor, when you talk about that, we're never going to have it right. And just when you do something, will shift in that relationship you have with somebody Yeah. or something will shift within you. Right. And you have to find it all over again. Yeah. So it's, I think it's learning to have one or two little coping skills to, give yourself the ability to do what you need to do to keep yourself from setting your house on fire. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't, we do not recommend that. Don't do that. That is a felony. 
So I think our biggest takeaway today is learn to lean into the balance and the unbalance, imbalance. Yeah, and, and manage your expectations. Yeah. Yes. Enjoy the moments where you feel like you've achieved the balance. Mm -hmm. Celebrate those. Yes. Pat yourself on the back. Yes. But also give yourself some grace in those moments where, which are probably more often than the balance moments. Yes. Where it feels imbalanced. Yes. Give yourself some grace and know that that's life. Mm -hmm. That I don't know if there's any time in life that balance is going to be perfect. No, it will never be perfect. There'll be glimpses. There'll be moments. Well, listen, the minute you get it, somebody will let you know that you did yeah. not get it. Yeah. So you can't worry. Yeah. And that's the other part of it too with the balance. There will be people who let you know how you're failing. Um, and we talked about this last time. They're not in that arena with you. Yeah. So that that's another piece is if you feel like you've got it, then it actually doesn't matter. Or on the opposite side, if you feel like you don't got it, there's always tomorrow. Yes, there's always tomorrow. And again, don't if everybody outside of you is like, oh, you've got it all together. And you're like, no, I don't. Don't worry. We can't. It's easier said than done. But you can't worry about that. Worry about you. And you're the person who knows. Yeah. Have it. Don't have it. Guess what? We're all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if your neighbor next door looks like they have it all figured out, all the balance. Everybody's got something. Yeah, they don't. They don't. We're all fighting. We're all fighting different battles right yeah mine and mine might be an unkindness of ravens that somebody murdered one so we want to hear from you guys yes so head to our social medias mm -hmm. um instagram is two dumb underscore girls and facebook is failing forward lessons learned from two dumb girls we want to hear from you what are your i i want to know what are your your greatest work-life balance victory that, that would be my question. So we'll throw that up on our socials, but we want to know your work-life balance, victory and fail. But we want to hear both. Yes, please um, interact with us. And you know what, guys? Keep failing forward. Amen.